When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, did I tell you that my Twitter got hacked? I don't have a Twitter anymore. No, you didn't. Okay, talk about it. I don't use, I don't really use Twitter ever. It's just not my favorite platform. Okay. Um, and, but I was sitting on the couch with my roommate like two nights, two or three nights ago. And I just like, I'm literally looking at my phone. I just get an email that says your Twitter password has been changed. And I was like, mm. and here's the thing. I've been getting emails from Instagram saying a pa- like an, an Instagram password re- change request. So someone's been trying to hack my Instagram. And I, like, talked to Instagram about it, whatever. Yeah. My Twitter, I didn't even get an email saying, like, we're changing your password. I just got an email that says, your Twitter password hasn't changed. I was like, what? I open Twitter. I'm logged out on the app. It's just, like, gone. So I'm like, okay, I guess my Twitter just got hacked. I can't log in. I then email Twitter, and I'm like, hey, my Twitter got hacked. Like, I go through the Twitter thing where you, like, report that your Twitter got hacked. It's like, there's, like, a form you fill out. I press submit. The second I press submit, there's a drop down email from Twitter. Like the moment I press it, I receive a bounce back email from Twitter that goes, hello, this is Twitter. We've investigated your claim and found that you have not been hacked and still have access to your account. And I was like, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> and that was the full conversation. I'm kind of like, maybe I'll just start a new one. They haven't tweeted. Yeah, I don't know. Something's going on. Just make sure that they're not accessing like money in any way. Like what, what they probably are doing is messaging people asking for money. We're gonna post. Oh for money. no! They'll but the is people that what who they know do? you. Yes, oh God, I feel they, old right now. Okay, they I will know that you. It is not you. It's like when you get tagged on Facebook and something that's like magic weight loss pill. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's people know that it's not you. Okay, well that's not ideal. Oh, it's man, fine. I hate it. It's so I annoying. I know. I'm sorry. Be, that's why with these types of things. You gotta have a little connection. That's the only way that these things get solved. I don't have anybody at Twitter, so I'm fucked if that goes away, but I haven't really been using Twitter much anyway. But like, you need, nobody is willing to help you if you're submitting these forms. Like that's no, the totally. shitty thing. You need like a person. That's why oh, I got that kicked was, out of the TikTok creator program. No, wait, but okay, wait, we have a lot of things to talk about, I'm realizing. Okay. Wait, what, ha- okay. I, you're supposed to have like, when you start gaining an audience on TikTok and you're verified and whatever, like they give you a person to kind of, you're in a creator program, meaning like you do a couple, you have a couple meetings with them. They, they, they become like a point person in case something goes wrong. But this program, mysteriously, I was emailing them a ton because I was seeing like so much, for example, the misogynistic comments and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the videos like they don't do a very good job moderating and i'm like why are you not keeping people safe on this app totally. so i kept bugging them about it months ago and they didn't respond to me and then i get an email back saying like hi like your time in the creator program has ended we're ending this program. <laughs> <laughs> please don't email this email address ever again it's going to become inactive but then i asked other people who i know and they're like no that didn't it didn't end for me like, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh so they kicked me out. Also, everybody else on Twitter or TikTok, like not even creators, but like every user there 
has been getting this option where you, oh, in videos over a minute long, you're making like a significant amount of money because of the views. Like they changed the creator program. Right, I haven't joined any of that because I feel like it's gonna tank my views. Should I join them? I've, I've been in the creator fund since I started and I've been doing fine. And it's it's a nice little chunk of cash every month, a couple hundred bucks. But I know people like Victoria Paris is making thousands of dollars. Like Damn. she's posted her, all that's coming yeah, in. Yeah. Because for every like thousand views or something, you get a dollar in this new program. Oh, something wow. like that. I don't know if that's, but it's it's a way different model and people are making so much money. And I get a lot of views. Like I should totally be in that. And I have not been offered that's the option. So funny. And everybody and their mother has. So something's wrong. Yeah, like you need with to call. My, yeah, well, who am I gonna call? They, they, they blocked you. They blocked me. Wait, maybe I should join it. You should. Um, I, the other thing that happened was, so then I posted on my Instagram story, like I got that my Instagram got hacked mm -hmm. or no, my, no, knock on wood, not that, <laughs> that my Twitter got hacked and I made a video being like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And then I posted a photo here. Let me show you. I posted a photo, a mirror selfie of me. I just said, someone tell Elon I'll fight him for my Twitter back. I posted this photo. Yeah, it's cute. It's like I a cute immediately. I immediately get, so for the listener, I'm in a tank top in this video in a hotel room flexing. I am yeah. fully clothed, it is from the waist up. I immediately get an email that says, this has been removed for, for nudity. You have been removed from any branded content options for posting nudity online. I was like, wait, what? Oh, you need a point person. So then, well, because I'm verified on Instagram, there right. you do have one. So I was able to reach out and be like, this isn't nudity? And then right. they were like, we fixed it. And I was like, I was like, what about this photo flagged like, does my you, arm look like a butt? It's too sexy. Like, no, it's just too hot. All right, well, I whatever. Um, and then um, I went to a wedding so after So Elon that. didn't get back to you? No, I don't have a Twitter right now. Elon's responded to a couple of my tweets, but I blocked him. Okay, that's Do you have fair. any celebrities that, are, that have blocked you? Celebrities that have blocked me? Not that I know of, no. I wish I knew every celebrity that's blocked me. No. Like, people that find me annoying. Bethany Frankel blocked me. And Perez Hilton. Okay, those are good people. Those are good people to be blocked by. Yeah. It's like, no problem. Yeah, totally. Don't worry about it. Either, wait, I might have blocked Perez, but Bethany definitely blocked me. Okay. Okay, so what's this wedding? Oh, my friend Haley got, my friends Haley and Jesse got married upstate. It was really fun. It was Another really beautiful. Another lesbian wedding? No, Jesse's a guy. It was a straight um, wedding. Nice. It was a straight wedding. <laughs> that sounded like two girls. I was I know, like, okay, yeah. You. No, it was a straight wedding. It was gorge. Food was great. Music was great. Venue was stunning. Stunning. Like a really beautiful room. Like wow. one of those beautiful wedding venues I've been to. Yeah. Only thing is I didn't hook up with someone. The one thing like, that, that if I was giving the point, I was starting to think, is this, okay, did you ever watch Four Weddings? Do you know about this show? No, I saw Four Christmas Rose with no, Vince four, Vaughn. Okay, so. <laughs> I love that movie. You know why? John Favreau is in it. Uh -huh. There's this, is it him? Yeah. There's a scene where he plays this game with his wife. It kind of turns me on. Okay. It's sexy. <laughs> watch it. You know, if you know, if you know, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking so, about. So, no, but there's a, um. There's the, there used to be this show on TLC called Four Weddings, yeah, and it was a it was like a reality show, a game show kind of, okay. And so it'd be four women who were getting married, yeah, and the th you would they would all go to each other's wedding. So in groups of three, they would go to each other's wedding, right? Yeah. And then they would score the weddings, and so you had to score them based on there was like an overall score, and then you gave scores on like venue, food, dress. And ambiance, I think, was maybe the other one, or like music, maybe, and then like an overall score for the whole wedding. Okay. And you had to rank them so you couldn't tank the scores. And then they tallied all the scores at the end. And whoever got the highest scored wedding of the four got a free honeymoon. Okay. 
And it was so, it's the best show in the world because like they are so scathing to each other's weddings. I it's love like, that. It's so fun. It's just so fun to critique. And I enter for weddings mode the second I go to any weddings. It like is conditioned to me and just like, and it's like, I'm having a gorgeous time, but you're just constantly being like, I do that differently. I do that differently. Like, you know what I mean? It's right. like so, so fun. And I was starting to be like, is it bad if the next time I start going, like the next time I go to a wedding with friends, if we secretly bring scorecards and score the wedding? Like, is that bad? I think that's brilliant and it makes it fun. It especially it if fun. you don't hook up with somebody. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a category is like talent. Oh my God, you're so right. I think that's a category because it's like, yeah, like yeah. this wedding was perfect in every way, but like I didn't hook up. So that like that's a doc. That's there a point should doc. be hot people at your wedding. Yeah. It's definitely a doc if you, if you don't. That and no open bar. It's no, you're already there was, an, there was very much an open bar. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Good. Um, there was very much an open bar with a very charismatic bartender who I found very, very funny. Gorgeous. Yeah. Incredible. It was very good. Oh, I love I'm a wedding. Psyched. I'm psyched for you. Yeah. I'm very happy. It was a beautiful, beautiful union for you. Wait, didn't you just go to a wedding in New York? Did I make this up? You ha Didn't you say you had your first New York wedding coming up? Did, did it I was make Claire Parker's wedding. Oh, right. How did it go? Oh, it my God. Gorgeous. It was amazing. Was so they had these pork rinds. Oh. I don't even know how to explain it. But they had these pork rinds and they were like, I don't, I don't even know. What am I, what am I saying? The wedding, at the wedding party, there were pork rinds uh -huh. that I have never been able to forget. Okay. <laughs> like I I, every time I think of this wedding, I think of that. Like just like the I kind also of like, made out with two people. Uh, but like one of them was kind of platonic and one of them were still kind of texting, but I keep forgetting what he looks like. <laughs> I... It, it was just like really, it was chill. Here's how I feel about boys right now. I don't know if it's my antidepressants or what's going on. I am so t disgusted by the idea of, of a penis. Okay. And I always am, but like, like penises are gross. But I, I right now am so repulsed by the thought. Okay. And I just don't, I'm like, I'm in my celibate era and I really feel. That's a pretty common side effect of antidepressants, right? It is, yeah. yeah. But I think I'm okay with it. Like, I hope it lasts forever. I feel so, <laughs> I was talking to my doctor, like we had a follow up. She's like, so what are you experiencing? I'm like, well, I think my libido, is it libido or libido? Libido. I think my libido is lower because I'm sort of like, meh. Like, I have no desire to do that right now. Do you feel like, okay, wait, are you, do you feel like you're experiencing the effects of the antidepressant? Like, is it making you less depressed? I can't tell because it just so happens that I started taking antidepressants the yeah, moment yeah. that World War III started. So yeah. I genuinely have no idea how I feel because I think that my it's thoughts about current out. events are like, yeah. I can't figure out. But I, I, I feel fine. Like, I, so I think it must be working. I'm on a very low dose. She just put me on a little bit of it. And I, she asked me, how are you feeling about libido? And I said, I don't have a sex drive. But she's like, okay, so are let's think about it. No. Wow. And she's like, so let's think about, you know, we should change because that's a big part of it. And I go, mm, it's fine. It's <laughs> I think it will. That will it's change. It's honestly fine. No, well, you're supposed to switch birth control or not birth control. You're supposed to switch antidepressants if that's like, that's a major side effect. Yes. It's not, you're not supposed to let that go from your life. But I am so okay <laughs> with eliminating that aspect of my life. I am so at peace. I feel like it puts me in sort of a... Um, I don't know, a, a higher vibration in terms of when I go out Interesting. and these boys are lined up and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I just <laughs> don't. I, I'm dry like the Sahara and I don't care unless you're in 32. Stop. <laughs> Call back to last week's episode. <laughs> I just don't. I don't care. Like I am so I like, so I, I, you know, if I were to go to a wedding right now, would I be able to, um, 
you know, d d decide what kind of wedding it was based on the talent there. Like, do I love going to a bar or a party or any yeah. event and like looking at who's there and flirting? Yeah. But the other night on Halloween weekend, I went, this was probably a month before this episode is coming out, right? We're pre-recording. I think like two now. or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I went out to this place and I met this Australian guy who I th believe I mentioned in the last you episode. You did, yeah. Adorable, gorgeous, so down, so ready to go. Like, let's yeah. do it. We're talking to each other. He's like, I just got out of a relationship. I don't want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm just like casually having fun. And I was like, I'm not out of a relationship, but the idea of a boyfriend repulses me. We <laughs> would get along perfectly. Perfectly. And my friend goes home with his friend, so it's great. But then he's like, oh shit, I have to run back in really quickly as we're all leaving the four of us because he forgot to close out his tab. Happens. So as that's happening, I'm like, there was a little voice in my head that started to get louder and louder and louder. And it started saying, this is your opportunity, run. It's time to leave. Birria Tacos, the place is closing in 20 minutes. And this is the place that I go every time I want Birria Tacos. You know the Birria Tacos? No, I know what Birria Tacos is. Birria Lower East Side. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go. Tell that guy. I'll call him when my tacos are done. What was I thinking? I don't know. You can't Exactly. And I knew that. <laughs> I ran to go get the tacos, got them, went back to my apartment. The guy's calling me. He's like, where did you go? Like, we, everything was great. Everything was fine. But I, as soon yeah, as I he left my to, vision. I think you need to change antidepressants. <laughs> I just couldn't. I, ugh, those tacos, though. Yeah. I was just like, it's not worth it. Sure. Anyway. I feel like I'm in the opposite era to you right now. Really? You're yeah. fucking all over the place? Not that it's just that I'm in that like headspace of like of dating and flirting and like wanting to hook up and like wanting to like make some connections. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm psyched for you. Yeah. I, I it makes me want to vomit. Oh, I got the <laughs> nicest message today. I just want to shout it out. I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but she said, I love your podcast a lot. It helps with the Sunday scaries, knowing I can listen on Monday at work. So that's sweet. nice. She goes, you mentioned that your dad loves the Grateful Dead. I work for their label. I'd <gasps> love to send you merch and vinyl if you and your dad would like. Could be a holiday gift for your dad. <gasps> oh my god, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. Isn't that so? You're cool? gonna let her do it, right? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. That that's is so, so nice. nice. That is so. Oh nice. my god. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we're tired? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're double recording today. Wait, speaking of being nice, go ahead and rate and review the review podcast. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um, what? What? Stop trying, Stop to, copy trying to copy me. I don't like this. I don't like this. Oh my God. <laughs> Talia's regressing. Um, <laughs> Look, this is what happens when you like haven't, I haven't talked to a straight man in so long. Sure. But you're flirt, you're texting with, um, you're texting with, um, Australian guy, right? No? Now and then. It's so weird. I get these bursts. Like the other night I was like, hey. Like, let's hang out. Like, come over right now. I was like, ready. And he's like, okay, yeah. Like, let me get back to you in a second. And then an hour later, he was like, okay. And I was like, no, I didn't know. I don't want to anymore. The window is this big. And if you miss it, you're done wow. for a month. That's I just, crazy. You know, but it's so, can we talk about this for a second? There's something about when women aren't having sex with men, you get into this, like, I don't know, this area this 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 vibration of like i am so clean and 
strong and pure and I don't have anyone <laughs> tainting me. Interesting. Being inside of me. Oh, oh, you guys are dirty. Okay, sorry. And you, it's just like disgusting. Like I now it's like I don't have to worry about these things. Sure. You're you're unleashing toxins into my body. Think about it. Think about it. We don't go inside of your body. You go inside of our no, body. Yeah, we. I think it's a violation. It well, if it's consensual, it's not. <laughs> I saw, have you seen the show You on Netflix? Uh, I've seen clips of it. Oh, it's so funny. I think it's Hari Neff plays a character. Okay. In the first season, she goes. Well, I'm personally under the belief that all penetration under patriarchy is rape, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a crazy line. That's so funny. That's so. It kills me. I I might be totally misquoting. Maybe it's a different show, but I feel like she's the one who says it in that show. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't that regardless? I love that. Hysterical line. Whoever wrote that. I've heard you is very good. My friend was on it. Who? Zach Cherry. Played who? I don't know because I didn't watch it. But it's the guy. Do you watch Severance? No. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I really want to know. I've seen you 40 times. Yes. 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 He plays Ethan. He's married. No. He ends up living with Harry Neff's character. Oh, wow. Yeah. Zach's great. Oh, my God. Am I crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, Great show. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's very good. Oh, it's incredible. The woman who made it, Sarah Gamble, mm-hmm. made this show that was like me and my friends. I had like an email chain where we would email this sci-fi show called The Magicians. It's okay. based on like a book. It's like it's like a sci-fi. Sh- it's like a fantasy show about like it's like it's like slutty Harry Potter. Like it's like they go to a magic school in there, but they're all like it's like they all do drugs and they fuck and they learn magic. And it's like <laughs> so fun. I love that. And we would like but it was like the it was like some of my nerdiest friends and we had an e- this is like not that long ago. This is like three years ago. Yeah. We had like an email chain where afterwards we would email and be like this week I really felt that Julia did like we would like send like emails on our opinions. I, I don't know why that. but it was so fun. In middle school I started with my friend Adam a glee club because we were inspired by, by glee. glee. Okay. But instead of re- like like actually singing and doing glee club, we just watched the show glee in okay. cl- in a classroom every week. Did the did the administration know that that's what this club did? Yeah. That's, that's so like funny. actually what we did. That's so Isn't funny. Dumb? Yeah, it was no fun. it's stupid. But um yeah, we were a little we were a leader. Did you do extra cur- curriculars in college or just your sorority? Someone's calling. My phone you. is blowing up. Who's calling you? Who's calling you? It's not it's grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Normally I put my phone on airplane mode, but we're using it for the calls this week, so I can't. What they say on Grinder? I don't know. It's like a stranger who I'm not. It's like not someone I'm talking with. It's someone who's like messaging me out of the blue. So say what they said. Guys, oh, we're, it's, we're it's, a um, it's like um, on Grinder you can. Oh no, he said, "Wow, you're stunning." Oh, you are. <laughs> but most stunning. of it is the you, the. you know on Grinder you can like um, something that's very common on Grinder and Scruff is like the um, the Facebook poke, but it's called yeah. a different thing on each app. Oh yeah, we used to get in poke wars on Facebook. Yeah, so on Grinder you can tap people. Yeah, and on um, on Scruff you can woof at people. <laughs> okay, so it's just a woof. Yeah, it's just. It, like, it means what? It means it's, it's like, like a Facebook like a, poke, but it's a little paw print on their profile that you <laughs> press. <laughs> I hate the twenty first century <laughs> or whatever the fuck we're in right now. I hate it. What was I just gonna say? Oh, here, wanna know the worst news I heard this week? This this has the ability to break hearts. What? Wait, ladies, let me know if you feel me. I'm talking to my friend. <laughs> feel me. 
What? Ladies, hit me up if Ladies, you feel me. Let me know if you feel me. It sounds like the beginning of a song. Yeah. In 2000. Wait, Go back to what you're going to say. Let me up. know if you understand what I'm saying. I am. I'm talking to my friend. And we're talking about this person that we hate, like a guy that we hate. Mm -hmm. But she confesses to me that they hooked up. And he treated her like shit, just like we knew that he would. Right. But it's the worst news ever is finding out that she hooked up with someone. But not only is that the worst news, here's even worse it news. It was good. Biggest dick she's ever yeah, I seen. It, that, doesn't that suck? Yeah, that's so tough. So much. That's so tough. When you find out that someone you don't like is good and bad, it sucks. Oh my God. It's one of the worst things in the world. Why can't, Why is it? And it's always the fucking like, it's always skinny dudes. You know what I'm talking about? Like really lanky dudes. Yeah, their body, but their bodies forgot to bring nourishment to any part of their body other than their dick. It's always huge penises <sighs> on these skinny guys. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, it's oh, I, I'm pissed. Yeah, that sucks. I hate finding that out because it's the best thing in the world is when someone hooks up with someone you don't like and they're like, he was terrible and bad. I that know. is such a, a satisfying thing. Or at least Wait, give can me I tell like you a theory one that I've started to develop about. Yeah. I have a theory that, like, did I ever talk about this? Like, I think some people are objectively really bad in bed. Yeah, I also think a lot of times when someone's like, I'm like, that person was bad in bed, it's a two way street. Yeah, because I've had like something I've learned. This is how I figured this out. I've had someone who I've had sex with mm -hmm. tell me that someone that I've also had sex with is bad in bed, but I know for a fact they're not, but I also know what they're like in bed. And I'm like, you don't know you're the problem. Yeah. Like, like I'm, th I'm thinking of a specific person who like told me a couple different people who I, cause it's Brooklyn gay. It's like, we've all hooked up with each other. Right. He was like, oh yeah, he's, I, we had hooked up. He's really bad in bed. And I was like, I think you don't know that you're the one that's not good in bed. It's and sort of you're like telling kissing people, where if you're kissing a bad kisser, you can't be good at kissing. Exactly. It's just hard to like reciprocate. I think about that, especially now because I've been dating a lot, so I've been I've been kissing a little bit more. Right? <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, I think about that where sometimes when the kissing's not going right, I'm like, is this just that we're incompatible? Or I, I'll be as I'm kissing the person, be thinking, could this work for anyone? Like, is this not? Do you know what I is mean? Is there anyone in the world? Do you ever see somebody who you've had sex with or you've kissed and they're really they were really bad? But then you see that they have a girlfriend or boyfriend now and you're like looking at that person like, oh, so, you know, but you were OK with it. Or like maybe you guys kiss in the same way and it works. That's my point. No, there's no way that it works with certain people. The, OK, or it, you see somebody who's dating your new your, your old boyfriend, like his new girlfriend. Yeah. But he has like an insanely small penis. Yeah. You, every girl that I look at, I'm like, look, can I judge myself? Can I judge you? Because I did the same thing. No, maybe not necessarily. But it's like, I know your little secret. But maybe I her know. little secret is that she's into that. No one's into that. Some people are into that. It was that. It was too small. Well, I know who you're talking about and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and that's a little bit, maybe a little bit different. It's that's totally maybe a different. little bit different. No, that's crazy. It, but isn't it weird to like see people who you know, it's like you're hooking up with a person that I've had sex with and it's bad. There was this kid on campus when I was in college. I hooked up with this kid when I was like a sophomore and I hooked up with him once. But what something I really remembered was that his penis, we were talking about penises so much. Today. Yeah, this is a graphic episode. His weenie no, was no. so skinny. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pencil deck. It was, yeah, pencil deck. It was so skinny, like, like strikingly. Okay? okay. So I just remembered that about him. It was a detail that I remembered. So every time I saw him around campus, we weren't even friends, but I'd be like, 
it's really skinny. And then I saw him with a girlfriend. And that's like the first thing that I remember. And now every time, now they've broken up. But every time I see the girlfriend on my Instagram, I'm like, you were with us. <laughs> <laughs> you that liked a skinny off. wiener. And you dated that. Like, isn't that weird? It, I mean, it's just, it's part of like being a little slutty is that you have a lot of knowledge, intimate knowledge about that only can go so many places. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's my my gift in life. My lot in life <laughs> is to be slutty and know information about people. Should we play the calls? Yeah, I guess so. There's been something in my eye for like an hour. Oh my God, I yesterday, the other day, my uh, yesterday my eyes were my eyes were burning from seasonal allergies, which has never happened before. This is too boring. We're not getting into it, but like just know that that happened to me and it was hard. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Kelly and Jake. Um, obviously, you guys are some of my all-time comfort creators. So I love the pod, obviously. I wanted to ask a question about human to relationships. Um, in that I'm in my early twenties, I'm twenty two, and I'm at that stage where I'm like kind of, you know, halfway still relying on my parents for some things, but then halfway, you know, making a life for myself. Okay. Um, but my parents and I have that relationship where, you know, um, they're, they're really religious, and I'm not, and uh, we've, just just as I've grown into becoming my own person, they, they've grown more and more resentment towards me for it, and thus I have, like, yeah, I, I, I have so much resentment towards them, um, and yeah, this is a very, a very tricky situation, but I'm just wondering if you guys, like, when you're, um, you know, on the path to becoming your own person and, um, you know, like exploring life and yeah, whatever. But, um, you have like, you know, these deep, icky, icky feelings anytime anything with your parents comes up. Um, I don't know if this makes sense, but, uh, I guess to, to sum up the whole question, like how do you reconcile having, um, yeah, just tricky emotions and feelings about your parents? Well, like, you know, holding the gratefulness that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that my parents love me, but at the same time, I uh, do not feel loved when I interact with them. Uh, okay, well, um, I hope you guys have a good day, and good luck on your next episode. Bye! What a question. What a sweet, sweet What person. a sweet call. I really liked that call. I love you. Yeah, you're great. I love your voice and I don't know. I know. It's just you're you're so warm. I love you. Totally. Um do you have anything to start off? I've I've you can start. Like I think that I wasn't raised super religious. Like mm -hmm. we were I we were religious initially and then like as kind of a whole family it petered out. It wasn't like a big thing. So I can't really relate to the religious aspect of it. Um, I went through periods of like politically not agreeing with my family, but we've also also quite fortunately in recent years become much more aligned altogether. Mm -hmm. my, my immediate family, like right. my parents or whatever, um, not my extended family. But like, I do think that there's a, I think there's kind of a natural growing pain that happened. I know happened with my dad and I, 
where there's like a there's a shift from like the period of time where I think my dad was like, um, I'm I'm the knowledgeable one. I'm the adult. You should you should believe what I believe. You should like listen to what I have to say. I'm like the wiser one. And then there was a period where I was like disagreeing with him, and I think that felt made him feel kind of almost insecure because it was like you you've raised this, he's like known me since I was an infant. Like he, like, so it's like, who the fuck is this person to know more than me or whatever, you know? And then we went through this period where it was like, no, we just are different people. We're allowed to have different opinions. We did a lot of growing. And now I think like when my dad and I disagree, I think my dad like respects me for having my own autonomy and my own point of view and my own, you know, whatever. And I respect that he has that as well. And even when we disagree on things, we can listen. And I think there was a little bit of just a growing pain that went through that. So I think in a best case scenario, maybe you're a family and you have that because like the fact of the matter is if your parents want you to blindly believe what they tell you to believe and listen to what you want to listen to what they say and like do as they say, that's not really love. That's control. And then that's like a bigger issue to kind of deal with is that you do just have to kind of accept that you can't give them that without being honored, but true to yourself. But I would say give them a benefit of doubt that you just kind of have to hold firm and like, I love you. This I'm not doing this despite you. These are just, this is who I am and what I believe. I think we can still be respectful of each other and love each other. And like, I think over time, everyone can become more comfortable with that ideal. That's like the most ideal version of it though. Amen. I mean, I get, I understand what you're talking about when it comes to feeling a little uncomfortable. I'm an only child. So when my parents, the two of them, call me down when I'm home from my room to like meet them in the kitchen or something. <laughs> my first, it's like PTSD. Like my first thought is like, I'm in trouble. Like totally. they'd say, let's all th the three of us get dinner. My family, that is my immediate family. Three of us, that's it. So when they say, let's have a family dinner, it's just us three. Right. I'm like, what's wrong? Cause it yeah. takes me back to the time that they took me to, you know, Chipotle to tell me that they found my secret Facebook page in seventh grade and that I was grounded for two months. Like that's- What it, was the biggest thing you got in trouble for in like, was that the biggest that thing? That was the biggest thing, I think. You weren't allowed to have Facebook, you secretly had one? I secretly had a Facebook. I, I was what obsessed. What was the biggest thing I got in trouble for I really wanted school. to start po posting like funny statuses and stuff. I was like, so I had so many ideas to share with my Facebook page. <laughs> like I couldn't believe they wouldn't let me. But, I got um, I got in so much trouble with my dad and my ex stepmom who was my stepmom at the time for having a hickey once. Really? See, they didn't care about that kind of stuff with me. They wouldn't have been happy, but they wouldn't have got me in trouble for it. It was more my ex stepmom that was mad than my dad. I think my my dad was just mad because my ex stepmom wanted him to be mad. You know what I mean? Right, like right, that I get sort it. of thing. But like I'm trying to think if I what I I was like such a boring good kid. I, I mean, was too. What did well, I get for in me? It was all for? about grades. It was like lack of discipline when it came oh, to grades. Oh, grades was a whole thing too. Grades was the biggest thing because, but the, like I understand now as an adult, I'm almost 25 years old. When I'm sitting in the kitchen with my two parents and we're just talking, the three of us. I'll get like literal flashbacks to when I was in the kitchen and they're holding up my report card and oh I'm sobbing and they're like lecturing me. It's the worst moment in yeah. the world. Sometimes like you're in that weird space where you're relying on them, but you're not. So sometimes when you're with them and you're alone with them, you, you, you spent so much time with them being the kid that you kind of revert back. And it's yeah. like, I sometimes get like, and I think I will for the rest of my life, as long as they're around, God willing, when I'm 50 years old, I'll be sitting in a kitchen with my two parents and still Absolutely. feeling like, am I in trouble? Like, it's just, you're their yeah. kid. I wonder if this is another moment, I feel like this comes up so often. I wonder if this is another moment where I, f I can't fully relate to the scenario because my parents are divorced. And I think when your parents are divorced and it is not amicable, right. you, you way, way, way earlier go through the thing of like, 
learning that they're not perfect and that they don't know everything. Right. Because your parents are explaining to you very succinctly and clearly what is wrong with the other parent right. all the time. So you stop like viewing them as like this monolith that you kind of root your identity in. And I think it's probably harder to go through that when you get older if you didn't have to do that before. Right. So I wonder, it sounds like maybe she's going through that too, yeah. which like I just fully can't relate to because my parents split up when I was, I think, eight. Right. You know? so, so my childhood like, looks a lot like my adulthood does yes, in terms exactly. of my family right now. Yeah. So like my family doesn't look different. You know what I mean? So it's sort of weird to to come to terms with the fact that when I go home and see them, I'm an adult and they don't get to tell me what to yeah. do. It's hard for them too. I think that you might also be struggling with the fact your parents are trying to hold on to you. They're trying to nitpick a yeah. lot. When my parents, my parents and I have a huge problem where if we're going to go out to dinner, the three of us, we have plenty of fun. I'm, I don't want to make it sound like we don't, but sometimes I feel like I'm back to being a middle schooler because rather than lecturing me now about grades or about how I made a Facebook without their permission or whatever I did wrong, yeah. they are now lecturing me about why didn't you pay your taxes quarterly? Why didn't you file for this, that, and the other? Yeah. Why did you not, you know, you know, your credit card or your this or your that? It's like they are looking for ways to nag you because that's yeah. what they know how to do. They're treating you like a child. If you feel like you're with a child and you revert back to being like a child with them, it's because that's how they're treating you because that's how they see you. That's how they know you. My parents, it's still the same shit of like me sitting there where they're, they're both lecturing me and I kind of feel like I'm in trouble and I'm so small, but it's just different shit that they're talking to me about. They're lecturing me about, you know, my yeah. finances or my safety in terms totally. of my job and being a creator or whatever. Like they're lecturing me and it's like, you have to kind of remember that's their job and you're going to feel uncomfortable hanging out alone with them sometimes. But try and like find something that you can laugh about. Like totally. you have to find like, I love hanging out with my parents if I can just get them off of nagging me. Like they have to stop. Yeah. Make it like, you know, I told my dad, if you want to be my friend, like they're, they're willing to be you in the middle. They're willing to do what you want to do if you threaten that like, I don't know how you need to do this in your own way and figure out what yeah. works for you. Don't you like for me, what worked for me and my dad, in terms of having better conversations and being more like friends instead of like father and, and daughter, mm -hmm. was me being like, if you want to be my friend, if you want me to hang out with you, you cannot just lecture me every time I come around totally. about my taxes. Like, yeah, there's are, boundary setting. There's boundaries. boundaries. Like, setting. I don't want to be t treated like a child right now. And it's very hard for him. He likes to feel like he's yeah. teaching me something. He likes to feel like a parent. But it's like he wants to hang out with me. So and, I get to pick the conversation topic and he follows along. Yeah. And similarly, like you mentioned, like how do you struggle? Like how do you reconcile? I think you said like feeling icky about certain things about your family. Right. And it's like, I think like, because we don't, you like you mentioned that they're really religious. We don't really know what they're. I'm getting this sense that there's a disagreement on like right. politics and religious beliefs. I think something that's really helpful to do, and this is not just with family. This is with friend groups. This is with friend groups, other people. I think that like we sometimes talk about like those differences in such a monolithic way of like you know like Republican Democrat like so like black and white that sometimes, especially with my family, I found this helpful. Helpful is like thinking more about like, okay, what are the things that are actually opinions that I don't share, but I think I can understand why would, someone would have them and we can debate the topic, you know what I mean? Tax it, like whatever. And then there's the topics where it's like, I'm actually not willing to debate this. Like if you're gonna say that like, you know, I don't know, like if, if we're gonna debate like the topic of like, Black Lives Matter, do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to like tolerate that. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna be like, I hear your side of that. It's like, no, like if you, you know, we can't. Right. It's this or that. So it's like setting boundaries within your relationship of like, here are the things that like I need us to baseline 
either like agree on or like, you know, like, does that make sense? Right. And I think don't, if, if there are certain things that they believe or that they're doing that are making you feel consistently really bad about them or about spending time with them, then that's a conversation of maybe saying like, I can't, I can't partake in this relationship as much if it's making me feel X, Y, or Z way. Whereas like if it's more just like they're more conservative fiscally or whatever, then like those are the things that like you can learn how to like navigate. Like maybe we don't talk about these all the time because we tend to get in fights or whatever, you know? Right. There's, I think that's also like a helpful balance. Yeah, but know that it's not, sorry, I'm a little, I'm a little tired, but I'm here. I know that it's not, um, weird or uncommon to be hitting your mid twenties and still feeling like uncomfortable and not getting at the all ick when you're like around your parents alone and feeling like, what am I doing here? This feels so weird. Like that's, yeah. I, I used to describe the feeling. It's sort of a weird melancholy, like a homesickness almost yeah. when I'm like uncomfortable with my parents and I'm like, who are these people? And what is my, what is their job here? And what is our relationship to each other right now? Like it's a weird, it's a very unsettling mix of like nostalgia but also sadness but discomfort it's just not good you're not alone it's very normal yeah. and the way to the the way to deal with it is like set your boundaries figure out what you're allowed to talk about there are certain things you just can't yeah next call yep um okay so long time listener first time caller welcome kind of have a parasocial relationship with both of you love you <laughs> so much anyways let's just dive right in so my best friend lives three hours away from me. And when I was visiting her like a month ago, we went to the bars and I had a one night stand with this girl, but like I was only there for the weekend. And well, a week after the one night stand, my friend gets me an interview with essentially my dream job, although I don't dream of labor, um, in her city, which like, yes, duh, I'm interviewing and moving there. So I go there to interview and end up, meeting with my one night stand and making it a two night stand. Are we still following? So everything goes great. Right. And like a week afterward, I text her, Hey, I'm going to be in this town again. Do you want to meet up? And she ghosts me, doesn't block me on Instagram or snap, but goes ghost. Um, so well, now I got the job like, yay me. And I'm Congrats. moving there and it's a small town. So I'm just wondering when I run into her because, I'm going to run into her because it's like a college town. How do I handle it so that I come out on top? Um, I'm a lesbian, so obviously I still like her and have pictured our wedding. So, like, best case scenario gives me, like, the best advice to, like, come out with the power. Or should I just be like, fuck her? Or, you know, what do I do? <laughs> That's basically it. Um, love you both so much and yeah i don't know how to end these things so <laughs> incredible call such good call and what i i can't this is we've never we've maybe never been better suited for advice like i feel we are so ready for those fantastic it's perfect i'm so glad that you waited I until this have, moment i wonder thank you so much for this call i wonder if we're going to have the same opinion i immediately was like i know exactly what i want you to do okay say it when you see her mm -hmm. out, it's a wide-eyed hi. That's it. <laughs> no bitterness, no excitement. Just like as like as though you're seeing like a coworker you saw the day before. Hi. That's it. I I just and it's like you're not bitter, you're not excited, you're not mad. 
if she tries anything, no, absolutely not. Cause she ghosted. You don't want to, you don't want that back. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just like, whatever. That's the, th- I, that's what I would do. Yeah. You, I can see in your eyes and your soul that you disagree. No, I don't disagree. Oh, you don't. Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, I was seeing a guy and just didn't see it going anywhere long term. So I broke it off with him and I just sat him down. I was like, listen, I just, I'm not in the mood for a relationship right now. If I was, I don't think that it would be with you. I just think that you deserve better. He did. And you know, whatever. And he said, okay, cool. <laughs> And he goes, no, seriously. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll see you around. Like if, if I see you out, you know, say hi. I hope that we can still be friendly. He was like, yeah, of course. No problem. Thanks for coming over, Talia. And then he just walked me out, gave me a hug and said, bye. Were you haunted for years? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Been so turned on by somebody (laughs) in my fucking life. Absolutely. I've never regretted something like I did that day. I, oof. Did it kill me when he was mature and happy to see me go? I wanted to die. You need to come across as unaffected as possible. Now he has a girlfriend. She blocked me on Instagram because I stalked her so much. That's how I broke up with this guy. Yes. This is the thing. Like when you when you see her, when you run into her in this new town, you need to treat her with the kindness of someone that you kind of recognize because they dropped off your DoorDash once. Like that's that is what this person gets. And not only because you deserve to be the person with the high ground, you deserve to be the mature, unbothered person. It doesn't ruin your day, but because it makes them think about you. If you do anything, if you try to do anything vindictive, vengeful anything to try to get back at them, you are immediately making yourself the person who was wrong, yes. the lower. You need to approach, this is us at our best. This is like, <laughs> you need to just come to her, like just complete nooch, just nothing. Hi. Hi. Nooch. Nooch is the answer, it's, okay? There's no other option. The, and But people misconstrue neutral nooch for cold. No, 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 no. not Miranda Priestly. Not no. Miranda Priestly. You need to be kind and warm somebody that everyone wants to be friends with this girl is your barista Barista. this girl is your barista she's your you treat them like your barista when when you see them out they become your barista a nice person who you don't know but you treat them with kindness yeah wait not even your barista because i know my friend my barista's names and i'm and i'll talk to them right they become a barista barista. in a neighborhood you don't live in a foreign neighborhood barista that is someone who's ghosted you hi how are you good Oh, nice. Okay. See you around. Done. Done. It's not, it's not, it's not, this is very specific. It's not, hi, would you, if you would talk to your barista like that, no, 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 no good. It's not on your phone. Like, this hi, is a, wait, no. we, we have happened on, this is, it is, the, this is it. barista is the perfect. Barista is the perfect thing. Yeah. You run into your ex, you look them straight in the eyes. Say, hi. Oh my God. How are you? And then at the end of the interaction, give them a couple bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine you were, and then you, hey, and you hand, say, hand them two dollars? Where's your hat? <laughs> you put it in their in their drink. You go, does it go here? <laughs> no, but this is it. That that's is exactly it. how you treat someone who goes to you. A like barista, barista you don't know. Yep, that's what you do. This man treated me like a barista, and I. <laughs> Oh, you <laughs> Oh 
my god i was like oh i can't i literally i will never forget yeah you can walking out of his apartment him closing the door and me just leaning against the door and going was that the biggest fucking mistake of my life yeah you'll never know and before when i walked in there i was just like yeah this is gonna be chill like i just need to break up with him i don't see it going anywhere now biggest mistake of my fucking life you only because he was so mature about it you have to be mature he wasn't cold he wasn't mean he wasn't upset for all i know he could have closed the door and gone and like stabbed a pillow or started sobbing she doesn't need to see that nobody needs to see that she like he didn't need to try and convince me he doesn't need to try and be extra nice when i see him in public just the neutrality Ooh, the knife burns. Yeah, she is a barista. She is a barista. Oh my God. Wow. That's what you have to do. I feel really good about that. Amen. Amen. Congrats on the new job. That's huge. That is actually, that's very exciting. Good for you. Um, Okay, last call. Hi, Polly and Jake. My name's Bridget. Um, I'm 25 years old and I live alone, which I think like majorly contributes to this issue I'm looking for advice on or just kind of your perspective, how you guys keep up with the just kind of day-to-day like mundane things you have to do as an adult. Like it might be different for me just because I have to commute to a physical office every day, but like getting home from work, getting done work, I would actually rather pass away and die than like do the dishes, do my laundry, and not having a roommate, I think, has definitely contributed to, like, I don't have that kind of shame, but it gets to a certain point where I'm like, I simply cannot live like this, and I'm kind of sick of going through those cycles um, where it gets so bad that I have to do something, and I have this, like, overhaul day. I would much rather just be able to do the little daily tasks, but like I said, it seems like fate worse than death. Anyway, bye. Thanks. Love the pod. Fate worse than death. Did somebody like, are you like living in my apartment <laughs> and you call? <laughs> I feel a little attacked. I, do I have an answer for you? No, we're in the exact same boat. We are in the exact same boat. I'm about 25. I live alone and I have a very hard time disciplining myself But I'll tell you one thing that has helped me, even though I don't have the exact answer because I have not yet solved this problem. One thing that's helped me a lot is I now have a basically standing date every week with two of my friends who come over and watch a movie on my couch. That's because I live alone. That's the benefit of being the one with no roommates, right? But when they come over- You gotta clean. I gotta clean. If nobody's coming over, if nobody's coming to my place, I get to leave it at pigsty, a pigsty and it doesn't really bother me. Like I'm not a person who's that bothered by dirty dishes, whatever, but it will reach a certain point. And then I do exactly what you say you do, which is a whole day of doing everything. And it takes up the entire day because I have to do all the laundry and do all the cleaning and whatever. Instead, I have one time a week where instead of, I still have not become the person who does this every day, who does the dishes every single day, who wipes down everything every single day, who takes out the trash every single day. That'll n- probably never be me, honestly. But every single week, I know that people are coming over and I can't escape it. So I have to do something. And if they come over and see it, it's fucking mortifying. So that's what's helped me, is giving myself some sort of responsibility. 
um, other types of responsibility that actually really helped me keep the house clean. I'm looking into getting a cat again, but when I was cat sitting um, for a long time, I found that I kept the house a lot more, the house, my my 500 square foot apartment. Well, cause like the cat would get in the dishes and stuff if you didn't clean them. And, yeah, yeah, well yeah, not yeah. even that, but it's like, feeling responsible for one other thing besides myself, it has to do I think with a deep, um, this is a little bit depressing, but it comes down to your self-respect and you taking care of yourself. I found that when my friend's cat was staying with me, for example, I felt more inclined to vacuum more often, to do the dishes, to make my bed even, because I wanted the cat to live in a clean space where I just, it just made me feel more comfortable for the cat. I was sort of like, oh, I don't want this cat to have to deal with my clothes all over yeah. the floor. I wanted to be able to run around freely and not live in a pigsty, you know what I mean? It was sort of like I had this regard and respect for the cat that I didn't have for myself. Yeah. Or if I had a roommate, I would have that kind of regard and respect. Like I don't want my roommate to deal with my clothes or whatever, my hamper starting to overflow and having to see that because I don't want to disrespect my roommate. Yet for some reason, I'm perfectly okay disrespecting myself that way. Do I have the answer? Do I have the solution? No, for some reason I still am okay with it. I have not gotten to a point where I guess I respect myself as much as a fucking cat that I'll do this stuff. But giving myself these people coming over once a week or taking care of an animal or anything like that has helped me stay accountable and sort of take my, um, concern and care for living standards and have another thing like a pet or a person embody them. Yeah. It sometimes it helps more to care when it, you're not looking at yourself but you're looking at another person. I don't I think that's good advice. I think that I was you. I think that my old roommates would all attest that I was not the cleanest. And I think my current roommates would probably say I'm not the cleanest of the three of us, but I do think I'm a generally clean roommate now. Mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty good. I Sometimes my room I'll let get messy. I don't let my, cause I don't eat in my room. So my room doesn't get like dirty, but like sometimes I'm like, wow, there are clothes everywhere. But that's sometimes, that just takes one night where I can't figure out my outfit and half my, half right. of my wardrobe will one get One night will ruin the entire thing. And I also think a big thing for me has been um, creating entertainment, like your phone. If I'm doing the dishes or if I'm cleaning anything, like Survivor's playing, a podcast is playing, I'm watching TV while I do it. Like, I'm you don't have to like be super attentive while you do your chores. Like play TV, like I'm like on my phone, I'll just carry my phone around with like something playing on Hulu, something playing podcast and it does like help. Right. Um, and it always, I will say like, it always takes less time than you think. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like, Oh, clean the bathroom. That actually doesn't, it, in my mind, that sounds like a task because when you were a kid and your parents were like, you need to clean the bathroom, you were like, right. I will kill myself. But now I'm like, it's actually 15 minutes. And I think the biggest thing is just don't beat yourself up for not doing it. I think that beating yourself up is what creates the feedback loop of not doing it. But exactly. I, don't, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the, I don't, yeah. I think that's an interesting, getting a dog or a cat is like an interesting POV on it. I, I really want to get another a cat. Like I really love that experience and I didn't think I would of being responsible for something. Yeah. I, I call myself really irresponsible. It's more that I just, I think that I genuinely, not to pat myself on the back, but I feel that I actually have a lot more empathy and concern for the cat, for example, in that it's not that I don't want to be responsible for it. It's that whenever I leave the house, I cannot stop thinking about it. And yeah. everyone is telling me it's a cat. It'll be fine. And that's the truth. Yeah, because when you die, I it'll really, eat you. <laughs> exactly. It'll eat your face. I really feel bad that it's alone. Like, I really no, have I feel the same way about the dog concern. I live with. I yeah. feel the same exact way about the dog like, I live Like, I'm just with. so, it's sometimes it's like kind of a relief to not be concerned about something that's waiting for you at home. But overall, once I had the experience of living with one for about a month, I was sort of like, 
I think this makes me a better person. Like I think that it actually, it makes me more yeah. to be concerned about something other than myself, even though it's a cat, it makes me cleaner. It makes me care about my space more. It makes me want this to be inhabitable because maybe I don't care about myself enough, but I do care that this cat is not upset. So I don't know. That was like really helpful for me, honestly, like look into it. Or if you can't do that, do the thing where you invite somebody over once a week. It keeps yeah. you accountable. You're gonna have to build discipline over time. We're only in our 20s. Like you can't fix everything. No. You're gonna build discipline when it comes to doing the everyday things. Like I do not have the discipline for cleaning the house that somebody who like has a kid and lives in a house like like these people do. Like I I don't have that yet because I just don't have to. I'm tw I'm in my 20s. Well, I don't also, care. There's there's but, a process that you go th that I feel like I've gone through a lot of like learning and getting more comfortable with like investing in myself, quote unquote, mm -hmm. in different ways and like. That means like, you know, saying what I want, you know what I mean? Right. Like being vulnerable, like, and like investing in your home. Like I was talking to my roommates about this. Like I didn't clean, I didn't, de I still haven't fully decorated my room. And I think part of that was because I was so afraid that I would have to move again and then have to take it all down. Right. And it's like, I think that, that probably stems back to childhood in certain ways, but it's like, I think that like getting more and more comfortable with like, cause it's like ultimately, like let's say I did decorate my room and then in three months had to take it all down it would still be nicer for those three months I lived there, you know? And it's like investing in yourself is not as bad this of a thing as I think I thought it would be. And it was like, and the more comfortable I get with it, the more joyful my life has become. Exactly. You know, it's the same thing with like going to the gym about like, well, I don't, what if I go to the, if I go to the gym this week, but then I don't go next week, then it doesn't matter. Like, cause it, it and then it's like, you yeah, just go, you just feel go. good. You know, it's like things like that. Like just getting more and more comfortable with that. The more you realize that like life is long is like, and like, you might as well just like live in the moment with those things. Maybe this is a little bigger picture than what she's asking for in terms of how to do your dishes, but this is where I tend to go. I zoom out. Absolutely. But like, I think that it is just something to get more comfortable with. But yeah, don't beat yourself up if you don't do it. But also just like, I think it's just like, do it, you know? Because mm -hmm. also like, when you do dishes all the, when you're doing dishes all the time, I think you also kind of get good at figuring out how to like not have a lot of dishes. Because you're like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? It right. just gets it, it's not an issue. I don't have a dishwasher. It's, it's really not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, it took me forever to decorate my apartment and it's still not done, but like you should have seen, like I, I slept without a bed frame for the first month and then I didn't have a couch for the first yeah. three months. Like I just didn't, because I didn't care enough. But the minute you get these things, oof. Yeah, it feels doesn't good. Doesn't make a difference. Like it just, it really does. I don't know. I'm so, I so look forward to going home right now because it's finally like decorated and it looks kind of nice. You have such a cute apartment. Thank you. It looks really cute. It's actually come together a lot more since the last time you were there. On either of the episodes this week, did we say welcome to Basic Training, a podcast that needs help? For people that mean, oh, no, this is a podcast that needs help. We haven't said it on either episode. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. All right, we're going to cut them in. Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. Okay, great. We got two. <laughs> It'll cut in. It'll be totally natural. I'm really sad we forgot to do this. We'll never forget again. I know. Um, but we're having an off day. I literally walked into the studio today and immediately started sobbing. So and we're good. okay. We're getting through <laughs> it. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. It's truly, a, this podcast is a true joy every week. It really is. Um, please rate and review for the love of God. I can't, I'm, I know I'm going to start getting annoying, but I'm going to keep saying it. Start. You've been annoying. 929-269-4960. <laughs> please call in. Your, the calls, the past, the, the two episodes we did today, the calls Such were good. good. Um, thank you guys so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Mwah.